Hello, sleep paralysis demons out there. Welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nexus at night. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rupier. And I'm TIE Fighter. And uh, TIE Fighter is uh, here with us today. Uh, welcome. Welcome hey, back. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since I've uh, been on this thing. Yeah. Well, it's good to be back. Yeah, we, uh, we're having him on here today because we're going to talk about uh, a potential ban list for premium format and also how Bushiro can look at uh, dealing with problem cards in the future because uh, premium's pretty uh, crazy. Premium's <laughs> pretty fucked right now, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. Like I've, I've had simultaneously some of the most fun I've ever had playing Vanguard in premium recently. Uh, and also some of the worst times I've had playing a card game in general ever. And <laughs> Don't Vanguard, play Metadex, that's the secret, I think. <laughs> it really is, it really is. It's like Vanguard's Gilded Age. You like, play yeah. like the top like six decks. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's not, not great. Um, yeah, uh, it's really hard to convince people that premium is fun. Uh, like, especially because we now have Overdress, where everyone's just kind of turned their attention to it. You're like, yeah, but look yeah. at all these fun combos you can do, slash, I want to use my old cards. And they're like, um, Zazan still exists, and yeah, Genesis somehow. can search it. So, Yeah, there's there's a handful of decks that can search Zazan, and... Yeah, I don't know. It's I was I was actually uh, streaming earlier today. It was kind of just talking about Zazan and how the decks that can use Zazan have kind of like changed themselves to fit Zazan in, and then the other decks are just kind of left behind in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's not it's not ideal, but you know, whenever whenever ban lists come up, I, I feel like all of us are going to be like, oh, yeah, Zazan to zero, which, you know, it should have been in the first place. Uh, but whenever ban list talk comes up, people always point to Zazan and stuff. I'm like, I don't know. It just feels like a bad argument because Zazan shouldn't be allowed in the first place. So. Yeah, I think, uh, and this is kind of a more general thing, but, like, the when I look at premium, like, if you look at the best decks, you're like, you have loop decks, mm -hmm. and you have decks that can stop the loop decks. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do one of these things, you are not participating in the metagame. Yeah, that's really how it is. I think that's why we've seen like Angerblader kind of pop up a few times. Try to kill them before. They... Yeah, that, that's literally. And and when I try to like build decks recently to like try and be like something like a meta contender, really you're kind of just like shoehorned into. Can I make this deck fast enough to kill before my opponent gets to their grade three turn or their first stride? You know, that's, that's, exactly that's right. really how mm -hmm. it is. And that's kind of miserable to build around. <laughs> like the, so basically the only, like, quote, competitive deck I have for premium available is, like, really Tachikaze and just trying to kill them before it matters. Yeah. Like, I own spikes in premium, but, like, what does that matter, right? Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, too, is I, I will say, like, you look at, like, because really all we have is vision right now uh, mm -hmm. to really point to. Uh, and there have been, like, some diverse tops, which is interesting. But um, I think I my last video I did, I kind of said, you know, yeah, sure, the meta is diverse, but is it good? You know, like, is, is it fun to play? And I, I don't think it is right now. Yeah, I, I think that's a really important, like, aspect is, like, 
diversity like it, it's weird because people want to think like diversity means like your format's good but that's actually not how it turns out because what people are really looking for when they say diversity is looking for diversity of play mm. which while you have a bunch of kind of different decks they're all kind of doing the same things mm-hmm. which is not as fun so true i mean uh in the case of Yu-Gi-Oh, the reason that the ban list itself was created was because they were sick of seeing tops where half of all of the top decks were the same. You know, everything had Pot of Greed, everything had, you know, Raigeki, Heavy Storm, Delinquent Duo, all that sort of stuff. And they did that to encourage diversity of play. And I think that's what Bushiroad needs to kind of accept because... The way that Vanguard players look at uh, cards getting hit on the ban list and the way that Konami looks at cards getting hit on the ban list is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, because for Vanguard, there's almost this sort of like fear that once it goes on the ban list, that's it. The clan's dead. Or yeah. versus Konami, it's a thing where it's like, oh, my thing's dead. Yeah. Okay. It'll probably be back in, you know, a year and a half or so when the power creep catches up or whatever. It's like, uh, like Vanguard players almost lack object permanence. Or they're like, it's gone! Oh, no! Yeah. It's never coming back. Guys, it could come back. Um, I mean, that's what happened with Anger Blader, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anger Blader was to one, and then they just unleashed it. Same with Shiryuki. Like... Yeah, it was the, uh, like, that's one of my favorite memes I've ever made is photoshopping Anger Blader's face on Hannibal Lecter's body. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Clarice. Well, we're never going to get Riv back because they eroded it. Yeah, I really hate that errata, honestly. Oh, yeah. That's another Arata thing. it back. <laughs> that's the solution. Yeah, like, Bushiroad is also more okay with doing unorthodox hits instead of just yeah. to two to one to zero. Uh, it'll be erratas or choice restrictions. Um, yeah, they've, they've definitely kind of tried to do much. that. They do choice restrictions, though. Yeah, although their last big choice restriction, I think, was just a, a huge mistake in general in restricting Luard and the main because the main and Luard wasn't the issue. The issue was the fact that you could superior ride. And then they also screwed over a ton of card shops in Japan that just bought a ton of the mains at a higher price that they could no longer sell. That right. one is one of the worst ones. I think just, it was, it, that was just a mess all around. That actually killed like a lot of like, uh, uh, faith in the, like I say faith, but what I really mean is like, um, reliability, uh, Credibility. Credibility. Yeah, yeah, it kills a lot of credibility of the game, too. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just like having this emergency. Like, emergency bans are like something you have to be really careful about. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like, Yu Gi Oh! has had some, but like, very rarely. Usually they have like stated ban lists, but like, sometimes Mm -hmm. they just have to do something like Pepe is a great example of that, right? Yeah. I feel like they've only done that, what, like two, three times emergency bans in Yu Gi Oh! Uh,. I think it's like I think it's like yeah, the two it's it's a very small number and like the other times were like one card. They like they would like limit a card on release basically. Yeah. And I was like, like okay. he only does like emergency ban lists for like game destroying formats. Yeah, I think Pepe is the only one where they went like actually ham. Makes sense. 
Yeah. And then again, that was not enough to kill that dad. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. That is part of the problem with Bushiroad's fan list, is that a lot of the times they'll just release them like right after a major tournament. Yeah. It's very reactionary. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, th there's no, because there's no uh, schedule to it, it, it just kind of, they seem to come up, I guess, when they feel like it. Uh, yeah. versus Konami has its set thing. Like, at least for a while, it would be like you get one in June, you get one in, what, like March or something? No, wait, sorry. It's March and September, I think. Because they would be six months uh, apart no, from each other. No, it's March, July. March, July? Yeah, because the next one's July. Oh, okay. Or they said no sooner than July 1st. Okay, so, but that's still, like, roughly about, you know, five, six months for each format. And mm -hmm. sometimes, like, a, a, a format will have barely any changes, and that's okay. Because yeah. you know another one is coming in about six months. Mm -hmm. yeah. Whereas Bushiroad is like, okay, th there's one coming out in two weeks. You're like, oh, shit, something's happening. Yeah. I, mean, I think, like, for the case of Yu-Gi-Oh!, the problem of, like, every deck kind of just, like, ending games with, like, access code or whatever is, like, kind of lame. But, like, I think the real problem with Yu-Gi-Oh! is, like, a price point, actually. Uh, that, like... Ba almost necessary cards like a hundred dollars, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. referring to things like you know forbidden droplet, lightning storm, um, just to name a few. Like IDP is even like sixty dollars. Yeah, mm -hmm. thankfully uh, premium's not quite that bad. Although the secondary no, no. market is still, you know, like when when you like my issue is like when you see common cards shoot up to like ten and twenty dollars. Like cough, I cough, think, cursed uh, I raven. Yeah, Cursed Eye Raven, uh, Monochrome of Nightmare Land, I remember being specifically like $20 at one point. Um, yeah, yep, just a common. And I remember um, looking, I was looking at stuff today, and the like very first Shirayuki stride, the triple rare from Fighters Collection, somebody had it listed for $60. And it's, it's the market price, that card's 10 bucks. Jesus. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, like, there's there's one listed for the like the Shiryuki's listed like one for like ten or twelve or something, and then it very quickly goes to like twenty, thirty, and then sixty. And I'm just like, there's there's something going on weird right there too. And it, it I think it also kind of comes in like V too because Bushiroad's shown like a very like big reluctance to reprint VRs for some reason, um, especially in English, right? Because they reprinted Alfred and phantom blaster and start decks but those were only in japan they never brought those over mm -hmm. to english so i don't know what the hesitancy has been um i guess they want sets to keep value but i think that's kind of artificially inflated in some cases because like you know the game's growing and there's more people wanting to get into it and stuff mm -hmm. so that's a western thing in general like like both in Vanguard and Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, I've observed that being a thing. Like, there's a whole running gag right now where there's a, a structure deck coming out, and they're announcing that Lightning Storm and Infinite Impermanence, two pretty expensive cards, are getting reprinted in it. And all the jokes in uh, on on Twitter, are people going like, "Oh, it's probably going to be Effect Veiler and Dark Hole or something." No, no we're going to get Dark Pro Dark Bribe and Lightning Vortex. There you go. <laughs> 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 but yeah, just like shit like that, where they kind of kneecap the reprinting just to keep value yeah. for the old cards. <clears throat> and for secondary market stuff, Boucherud or you know insert card company here doesn't directly profit from the secondary market so why yeah, even exactly do that? yeah 
I think it's you know you there there I to like play devil's advocate and try and see like a positive to it. I feel like it might be that they're trying to like help you know card shops kind of like keep value to their stocks that they can you know make a profit but the thing is is how many card shops do you go to that sell vanguard singles because the only ones around me that used to don't anymore and they haven't for a very long time just because it's so hard to you know so i mean maybe the tcg player stores but Mm -hmm. even then some of these tcg player stores are really jacking these prices up to a like an almost predatory degree i would say yeah it is rather unfortunate, but like I feel like there have been multiple instances of uh, vendors being pretty shitty. Yeah. Although, can't really remember any off the top of my head right now. Uh, I remember there was like that, uh, like Crayon Tiger got bought out, right? And somebody listed it for like a hundred some dollars or something, yeah. right? And my thing is, is you know. <sighs> If they're the ones with the product, they're the only ones with it, you know, it is kind of, you know, the ball's in their court to set the price at whatever, but, but it also, also doesn't mean people be... are going to buy it, you know? Yeah, but it also doesn't mean, like, like, the the problem is that, like, the, the major problem is that supply is very low and demand is very high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If yep. And uh, I was watching Farfa stream, I think, the other day, and he, he, he Yu-Gi-Oh has the same problem, basically, right? It's like people are opening less product because of COVID, because, you know, people don't need to buy physical yeah. cards. And it's like, thinking about it, it's like, man, if only there was some way to have effectively unlimited product <laughs> while still letting people play the game. Yeah, but how could what? we ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> if only. If only. <laughs> It's just like wild, but you know, just nah. Yeah. But yeah, there's 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 a lot of issues with premier, and I and honestly, I think it's kind of like you know, I I feel like Vanguard's one of the few games to, you know, not be a part of the big three and last as long as it has. You know, it's yeah. kind of a miracle that it has. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad it has, but you know, I feel like they're kind of getting into some growing pain areas where they may not have expected to get to. And they are kind of getting to a point where, hey, you need to figure this out. You need to figure it out soon, please. You know? So it's that that meme uh, with Plankton where he's like, I don't know, I didn't think I'd get this far. (laughs) So so a lot of games don't get to the point where they realize that self-set rotation is unsustainable. Like, it's a miracle that Yu-Gi-Oh! has gone on this long without having to resort to any, some kind of, like, actual set rotation. Mm-hmm. Instead, yeah. they just kind of have a very extensive... They chose to have, like, a very extensive ban list, which is, you know, fine, That's I suppose. Do I don't hate it. <laughs> I mean, you just get random cards like Smoke Grenade that come back to cause problems later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to deal with that. But, those get, but <laughs> yeah. they get dealt with in a timely manner, at least, you know? Sometimes. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> if Vanguard were to have, like, what Yu-Gi-Oh! has, where it's like, you know, at a set time every year there's a ban list coming i think that would help a lot too because then you know like oh this deck like because we have a couple in premium right now that are like wow this deck is really really toxic then you can kind of go i probably don't want to hang on to this because i know that it's going to lose value the next time a ban list comes around and it can kind of just kind of you know i i feel like kind of take out some of the feel bad moments when all of a sudden, oh no, my deck is banned and it's worthless and I spent all this money on it and stuff like that. Oh, that's but... another thing that I noticed that uh, Vanguard players freak out more than uh, other TCGs. Like for Pokemon and 
Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh, like people's decks getting hit and then losing value, that's just kind of, you know, the way the cookie crumbles. And for Vanguard, it's like mind-melting. They're like, I wasted all this money. (laughs) I'm like, guys, it's a hobby. Hobbies cost money. It's going to happen sometimes. A lot of times you're spending that money, uh, I feel like ideally you're spending that money to go and play in a tournament you know, and mm-hmm. you're you're spending that money to do well in said tournament. And if you spent that money and did well in said tournament, did you waste your money? I don't really think so. It, it, your money did what it was supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And if it didn't, well, then maybe you needed to practice more or something. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. No, no, no. And like they, they had we, they had to triple crit, more get more yeah, skill. Right. <laughs> what reselling does it basically cuts the cost of playing the games. And like if I like people who play like a lot of competitive like Yu Gi Oh will basically like sell out of decks like the second they play an event basically if they know something's yeah. coming up right because they're like all right time to get out of this shit <laughs> yeah that's, that's the way to do it right is yeah you know you you know you you know you can go in spend the money get your tournament results or not and then get out you know yeah but you know if you're if you want to commit to a deck right like if you let's say yeah. somebody really likes you know madolce right which is a really actually value one to just buy out of just to have <laughs> right. uh you know you're, you're basically saying I, i'm gonna just like i i just paid this money and i'm not gonna get it back and that's fine because i like yeah. this deck and that's and that and that's fine to be that way it's just yeah. like people just think like they always have to kind of like be ahead somehow of things that they're never actually gonna sell yeah, <laughs> I, I wonder how many of these Vanguard players too are the type to complain about their decks losing value that also never expected or intended to sell their decks in the first place. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like Man, there's probably guys. a section of the the player base that could be like that. Well, because there's like the clan loyalty angle. Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't exactly, really yeah. have that for the most part. Like. You don't really see a lot because, like, a, a lot of decks are just like this engine combined with that engine combined with these yeah. decks. So if your deck dies, usually it's I'm going to take the the engine and keep it over here for when something else comes along. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what makes that easier to take than yeah. Nubatamas are now dead. You're like fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I do think that's a, a big thing in Vanguard because there there really is that like you know kind of clan identity, clan loyalty that people have, and I'm I'm kind of one of those. Like I'm I'm a straight up cardboard hoarder when it comes to Novas. Like I still have, Same and, and I guess to uh, Dimension Police too. Like I still have decks from like Asia Circuit, you know, <laughs> from like season one that I've never taken apart or sold. Um, and I, I remember last year, a friend of mine was really trying to get like my old, old Blau deck. And I was like, nah, I don't know if I, I want to trade Blau's because I feel like they're going to get support at some point. And, you know, sure enough, they did. And I was really glad that I didn't sell or trade him that Blau stuff. And I think that's kind of like a, a aspect of it, too, is that, you know, at some point you're probably going to get support. It may not be good, <laughs> but you know that at, at a certain point they're going to. They're going to throw something your way. It's like temporarily mm-hmm. embarrassed deck builders instead of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's, uh, but like you look, but you look like V series, right? And V series are actually like kind of fun right now, minus some yeah. weird things, but like it's like pretty good. Uh, but like, um, the, like Nubus has been mostly relevant the entirety of V. Yeah. And that feels bad for you know people who like Nubatama. All like ten, all like twelve of them or whatever. Liking <laughs> Rene is not liking Nubatama. Rene, yeah. 
Uh, I, it's, I feel the same way about Jamio Congo. So <laughs> I really liked that second Jamio Congo. That was very cool. Right. <laughs> Renee, yeah. this car liver experience. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, the thing with Renee is I would gladly take Renee to the face now over some of the things we have in the phone. <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Renee oh, looks so tame by comparison. Dude, how do they just not put once per turn on cards that should definitely have once per turn? It's honestly right. <laughs> Who knew? Why did they think unbanning Taro was a good idea? Uh-huh. Wasn't a good idea before. Still not a good idea. Weird. Who could have ever have seen this coming? That's uh, that's something that Konami did with later card effects to kind of curb the need for such extensive bans. Every single ban list was hard once per turns on everything. Um, mm-hmm. And if it's not, it's like a big freaking deal. I think like, eventually... What's, what's something that's played that's like not a hard once per turn, like Chalk and I? <sighs> I'm trying to think. It's like the only thing I can think of that's like... Or just any decks that are, like, where older cards are relevant, right? Oh, yeah, sure. You know? So j- just any older card that you can use extensively is there for, like, Fossil Jade. <laughs> like, all the Shadal monsters are, like, hard once per turn. Yeah. <laughs> And that deck's good. <laughs> um, but those cards are very old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, flip effects. You know how it is. Um, in 2020, 2021, dude. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, it, it's something where I think eventually Bouchard, if they want to future-proof themselves, they're going to have to start putting hard once per turns on stuff. Um, yeah. Ideally. Yeah. It kind of just... It, it solves a lot of like headaches that they could experience down the line. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I went ahead and uh, on our uh, Twitter at Nexus at Nights, uh, I asked every uh, you know I said uh, for premium format, what sort of stuff need to hit to make it playable for you and your personal opinion. Um, so I I, I kind of want to see what the community says before we get into our uh, our personal ban lists. Uh, we have at the Chaz Monroe says, Fenrir loop, Pale Moon loop, DI needs something done. I play it so I know how fucked up it is, LOL. Get, <laughs> ri- <laughs> Get rid of Jamio Congo. That card yes. makes matches unplayable. Anything that speeds up striding 2 needs to be checked out. Not saying ban it all, but feels massively unfair if you're going second. Um, yep. Let's see. At uh, Shy3K says, all loops and infinite stuff that kills or cripples on first grade three rider first stride and hoam um hoam is the yep. one that makes you attack vanguard no matter what right yep yep mm-hmm. giant pain in the ass uh if the game just becomes standard plus the vanilla engine after all that which it probably would i think just banning all cry elementals <laughs> yeah i've heard that one a few times well tempest fear is also kind of annoying but it requires damage Mm-hmm. It can yeah. be played around. <sighs> yeah, I guess Tempesphere is like better than Zazan. But that's and an order, not Vanilla's a. Vanilla's is much worse when you don't have Zazan. Yeah. It seems like the like just make it so everything like just ban Cry Elementals in the main deck. And I guess that kills Bobo, which was kind of a neat card, but. Yeah, mm. Bobo, I feel like is like the balanced Hawam, right? Yeah. Like... Yeah. Because yeah. you have to be at GB1 for it to activate. You can't just, like, sit there and slap it down and force your opponent to attack you, you know. And even then, you still only get one damage, but... Mm-hmm. Well, technically, too, because it's a counter charge also. Well, if you have one. But a yeah. lot of times, yeah. you play it when you're at zero damage. 
Oh, right, because it's uh, if you have three or less damage, you do yeah. the thing? Yeah. Um, and then uh, at ZR Gaming uh, Quad Zero says, uh, Hoam and Bobo to zero, removes damage denial. Zazan mm-hmm. to zero, counter blastless. Um, good. Yeah. Counter blastless GB slash cyclone enabler. Uh, Nue, Gastille, Grade 4, Taro, and Calico to zero. Absurdly strong Grade 3 slash first stride kill turns. Choice restricts uh, the V-series of Dragonic Overlord the X and the Legion Dragonic Overlord the X. So, mm. I mean, isn't that already kind of how it is because it's the name? Yeah, that one yeah. doesn't. I think it means, because I, I think some people have like played a 2-2 split or like a 3-1 split before. Oh. Um, I don't, I don't know, I don't have too many Overlord players in like where I play at, and so... I have like a, a very narrow vision of the last year of meta other than what I see in tournament tops because of that. So I, I don't know uh, what that would accomplish necessarily. Uh, I, I feel like a, you just want to go one or the other anyway. I think a good start is banning Genesis just the whole time. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> just the whole time. <laughs> well, there's the last part here. Arata uh, Valkyrian slash the vision token to only perform drive checks on their first battle. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, it does. That's that actually makes more sense one. than what I would have done, <laughs> so or wrote down even. That's, yeah, that's better. That's a, that one's that one's actually clever. Yeah. Uh, I, someone you... in my uh, stream chat today said something along the lines of that: uh, cards that drive check cannot be chosen as targets for stand triggers, um, which I feel like is a less elegant, less elegant solution than that is. But I would I... just ban Taro, honestly. Yeah, ban, ban Taro or put her to one just so that loop isn't doable. I, I think I like what... Uh, I think I like that comment about, like, they can only do dry checks on their first attack. Mm-hmm. That errata is good. And, like, yeah. the basically the banning of Taro. And and the, the, that also fixes, like, Blade Master shit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, and, like that does all future cards that can drive check on rear. I kind of do think Huang needs to go and Zazan needs to go. Yeah, definitely those two. You know Zazan needs to go because the the community had a goddamn hashtag just for a single card out of a single game. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do hashtag Z, Zazan to zero will start popping up once you start ZA. Up oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, also, uh, yeah, still grade four, right? Yeah, yeah I, get yeah. rid of that. I think anything... We're monochrome, honestly. I feel like Gastiel, I was talking about this today too, I feel like Gastiel, the grade four, needs to go just because, like, sure, they can, they can like, choice restrict it with the new G3 Gastiel or whatever, but it's only a matter of time before another card gets introduced into Dark States or Dark Irregulars right. that's going to bust G4 mm-hmm. Gastiel wide open all over again. And that card is just so not future-proofed, right? Like. It's- Right, it's it's always going to be broken. It's I people think, are always going to find a way to do it. I think I think what's really like really key is cards that copy effects are mm-hmm. very likely to be really stupid. Mm-hmm. Yes, and if you look at like Yu Gi Oh's ban list, they ban basically all of these. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I also think that there might be uh, an argument for just the regular G three Gastiel as well, just because I feel like in V. G3 Gastille is fine, right? Because, like, yeah. you're only going to get to, like, maybe 10, 15 cards into your soul on your 
like first grade three turn but in premium you can turbo your soul so hard that it's like first grade three right you have 20 soul and then you just win Mm. (laughs) you know so but yeah i would if anything like definitely ban g4 guest deal that card that cards needed to go for a while uh and then i feel like yeah yeah and then like you know, get rid of it, and then in, like, you know, the next premium collection or whatever, give DI something different, you know, something to kind of fill the void. Something or, awesome. ideally, the the ban list will kind of take down everything else a notch as well so that, you know, DI isn't reeling from losing this stride that has basically been their game plan since mm-hmm. 2019, so you know? Do you think needs to be hit? Mm. Which one? Grand Blue. Uh, I don't know, because... Like looking at Grand Blue list recently, they're all running like vanilla stuff, right? So it's like if we hit Zazan, is Grand Blue still an issue? You know, is Grand Blue still going to be like as good? I don't, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I think they they would. I think I what I would like to see Bushiro do if they do a ban list is to like definitely hit what's on top right now, but also like just a bit below the surface because mm-hmm. like just below the top is like a pool of sharks waiting to just jump up into that void. So you're referring to things right? like Harry and uh yeah. and Grand Blue and all that shit. And yeah. so if you if you you know hit the top, hit a few things below the surface and then like you know put certain decks on a watch list. Like let them know like let people know that you're like okay, we're not sure if we need to do anything about this. We're going to wait and see how the meta kind of develops and then if we see something's a problem, we're going to step in and take care of the problem, you know. Which I think that would go They did in the past and then they just kind of stopped. Yeah. Seems to be the story of Bushiroad a lot of the time is they had this good idea one time and then they just kind of stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. We we were gonna do the right thing, but we forgot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, there's there's like so many ways you can go about uh, fixing it and kind of like setting up the um, the infrastructure for dealing with it in the future. In the mm-hmm. case of uh, you know, every, everything pre-overdress, because every card is now a support card for premium, mm-hmm. your yearly, uh, you know, premium collection set, or whatever you want to call it, has to be extremely deliberate. Mm-hmm. You get one shot once a year. Um, yeah. And I think that they are going to have to uh, really play... Like, you might be the, the type of thing where it's like, okay... We have our, however far in the future you have overdressed plan for, you need to be like, okay, we now know what we're going to have to release in that premium collection in June, mm-hmm. and it's like September right now. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Like, figure your shit out before, because some, some of this stuff where they, they'll release something, I'm like, you guys made that up on, like, the way to the meeting. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is, too, is, like, we're also going to be getting V collections, right? And I, I kind of oh. joke that, like, the V collections are just premium support in disguise. They're premium collections in disguise, right? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. kind of is, like, you know, the G3 Gastille, you know? That was a, a clan selection card that has, like, completely busted open DI, you know? And, like, you see, I, I was looking at the uh, the Vision Tops just this past weekend. There was a DI deck that topped, but it was Sharfrot. And I think the only reason we don't see Gastiel in this top eight is because for whatever reason, people decided not to play it. 
right? I think the last two premium tops they had, there was no Gastelum top just because nobody played it. <laughs> Right. So I feel like the community might also be kind of like, this isn't this isn't good. You know, what are we what are we really doing here? You know, are we do we really want to subject people to this? At least still have people playing Hyuga, so maybe that doesn't hold as much weight as I'm giving it. So so people are not playing something even though it's the best choice out of like consideration for their fellow Vanguard player? That's the only thing I can imagine. You know, because why else would you not be playing it? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like people, like people who play like, like people, like the fun games you people have our premium. They're just playing, not playing the decks that are like you know dumb, right? Good. Yeah. Well, because you brought this up in uh, what was it your last video or the video before that, Ty? Where it was like you can have your own like kind of custom made ban list. Like maybe your locals yeah. just goes, you know what, you know what, no, no gas steel stride. In here, yeah. Honestly, so, I think Vision should try to make a ban list and see what happens. Oh, like yeah. like a Smodon type thing. Yeah, like, that would be pretty interesting, actually. Yeah. Okay. Like, what do they like? What do they have to like? If like, it, it's not only going to help us in form of what, like make like what cards you know maybe we miss, but like also like generate just better games of premium and conversation. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. important, I think. Yeah, like the premium event for Vision last week, like barely fired, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, e- even if a, like if Vision starts releasing their own ban list in parallel to uh, Boucherod, it, it will have conversation, but it's also harder to explain to people about yeah. how it works. So it's like, I want to get into premium. How how does it work? Well, in premium, what you're going to want to do is imp- in Vision has their own ban list, but then Boucherode has their other ban list, and you've got to keep an eye out for that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just come off like you're autistic. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a better time, like, because ideally, Boucherode's going to put out a ban list, like, either during or post-Springfest, right? That's, that's, because then it's like, oh, we've run our own official tournament, we've seen results in our tournament, so we know that this is an issue. Um, whether that's good or bad, I, I don't really know. I feel like you can kind of look to your own community for advice, potentially, but um, I feel like if there was a time for Vision to do a ban list, it was like this whole past year, right? But, I mean, that's just kind of hindsight, because th- we haven't gotten much of anything in the way of ban list talk or um like tournament support in general for premium uh, True. from bushy road so i feel like if if they were to do it probably would have been better to do it like you know four or six months ago but yeah. now i feel like maybe just wait and see what bushy road does and then mm-hmm. kind of go from there maybe no but. time like the present i guess i mean for yeah right <laughs> for bushy road's case in terms of like they're not putting out ban list stuff until they get their own tournament results. I can definitely see that being like a data problem if they were just to try and get it from the community. Cause like Twitter bots exist and people right. being pissed off inordinately for a small problem exists. Yeah. It's hard to get like good data outside of just tournament results and seeing. Although hasn't, um, vision's been streaming the last few tournaments, I feel like for a bit. So yes, yeah, Maybe that's that something you can go too. off of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I more mean like someone being, like, being yeah. like, Nubatama's broken, ban, ban the thing that I don't like because I lost yeah. to it from my friend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
But I feel like I feel like um, Vision is uh, at least you know pretty something consistent to look at because they they hold these tournaments regularly, and you can definitely you know form patterns just by looking at what's been topping over the last four six months. You know, mm-hmm. the one thing that is nice would would be nice about a large event is that you know that people are going to be playing the best deck, mm-hmm. so that like um, basically like you would see, you're more likely to see the decks that are good. You're going to yeah. see Gasteel and not someone being like, for the consideration of others. more rounds, right? Yeah. The, decks yeah. that are, the decks that are better are going to end up like yeah. winning a higher percentage of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that I will say that's like definitely something that's kind of against Vision right now is their sample size has been very, very small. Right, yeah. like this event's like what twenty something people. Yeah, the last one has been like twenty something, and I think like at their peak they had like forty, sixty, maybe mm-hmm. around that uh, ballpark. You know, which would be a so, good number. Yeah, but... but it's been kind of shrinking just because you know people are busy and you know uh, things are kind of somewhat going back to normal in some places. So mm-hmm. you probably don't have as many people right committing to time for these types of things. Mm-hmm. If. Uh... Boucherud is doing their Spring Fest online, which uh, at the time of this episode coming out yesterday, they re- they released like their instructional thing with different fight like in the video. So oh yeah yeah, congrats to him. Um, yeah, I saw he was uh, he was streaming very very early this morning for me. It was like, hey, that guy in that video looks familiar. <laughs> Well, it says it in the title, too. It's, like, featuring yeah, Different yeah. Fight. You're like, oh, hi. I feel like that would have just been better if they just didn't acknowledge it. They're like, holy shit, that's Different Fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, we, we, you know, we've talked about this, uh, like, a hell of a lot. But uh, get, like, a, a good online platform for your stuff, Bushira. Yeah. Buy yeah. you. It is. <laughs> Zero doesn't really count. Zero is, like, yeah. an alternative format. And, like... Because otherwise you end up with the really, like, awkward, strict rule that they have to have here where, like, your hands have to be on screen the entire time. Yeah. In my defense, the people I know who still play Zero are enjoying it a lot. It's fine. It's mostly, like, my lunch break at work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, she's playing Kongaro, so... Um, I've had a uh, my my Twitch chat's been trying to get me to pick up Zero again, and Chris is also like, "It's good, man. Like you should you should get into it. Legion's coming." I'm like, "Yeah, I still like gotcha games though." <laughs> Wait, are Chris too many gotcha games? Oh no, uh, Chris, different fight. Oh oh, that Chris. Yeah, that yeah. Chris. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it does. It does. Like it does look. Uh... Like, again, I know people have been enjoying it quite a bit, but I really just want, like, an online Vanguard thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, some sort of simulator. Which is going to be great for, you know, because I I feel like Vanguard as a game already kind of has a bit of a cheating problem, but, like, that's a a topic for a whole other can of worms. Unfortunate Uh, high-profile events for tournaments. And so I feel like having like an online client would be good, especially going into something where we're doing this remote fight thing. Like, yeah. there's there's gonna be cheating, unfortunately, mm-hmm. right? Like, and the, the the worst thing about it is that the ways people cheat in Vanguard, it's really hard to prove sometimes, you yeah. know. Um, and another problem is like judges not knowing the rulings themselves. Yeah. Oh, that's been a thing before. 
Um, huh? If you go back to our like early early episodes, we've had stuff yeah. from like back back in college, where where we would like go to tournaments and a judge would be like, uh, "Yeah, this is the role," and we're like, um, "No, it's not." Like, yeah. and, and people don't even cheat by like actually like manip- like manipulating the game or having like extra information. People will cheat with like time rolls. Mm-hmm. Like people like basically like just like not do anything and like stall out time, and the judge was like, "Well." Not enforcing slow play, which is you know yeah. an issue in every game. Yeah, like, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh has very bizarre rules on slow play. Uh, <laughs> and didn't they like change their time rules to be like completely awful? Oh, I'm not sure. Yu-Gi-Oh's I just remember case? back in the day, it used to be 30 seconds per per like thing. I it think really it, I think it's now like the first change in life points or something. No, um, no, no, no. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean like at time of the round? No, I yeah. mean uh. Like as far as like actions in game, oh, um, like yeah. what's what can what is considered slow play during the round? Gotcha. That is the more important question yeah. than and, what happens on yeah. the round. And the worst thing yeah. is like for Yu-Gi-Oh is that you're you could have a combo that legitimately takes five minutes to play out. So yeah, as long as you're like technically doing something, your opponent you can't really call you on it. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or any deck, actually. See, now, what I'm concerned about for, for cheating is uh, people uh, banging on trash cans to denote whether it's going to be a curveball or a fastball. Wrong, wrong game. Damn it. <laughs> like, the, if, uh... the, the one listener who's, who, who likes Vanguard and is also a baseball fan. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I understood that reference. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh... But, uh... Yeah, like, there have been, like, several, like, uh, Vanguard players, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, in that vein. But, like, yeah, cheating is a huge, huge issue. And online client, obviously, they cannot do that, right? Yeah. It's like, I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, I think WCC a while back did a Vanguard in 2020 video. It was just, like, a bunch of, like, skits and gags. But the ones that really stuck out to me, especially, like, going for a remote fight tournament... Is the guy sitting there at the computer and he's like, "Wait, seven damage? No, no, no! I don't have seven damage. It's uh, it's three. I have three damage." <laughs> and then like kind of like using the glare to be like, "All right, uh, drive check. Uh, that's uh, it is like two normal. He's just like, uh, that's two crits, two crits." <laughs> oh my god! So you know, like I, I feel like it's it's funny, but I feel like we're gonna have people like. Try and get fast ones over like that, yeah. right? <laughs> or hell, like... The worst among us are going to try that. Well, especially, like, depending on the time of day that you're doing your thing, maybe you, it's like that. You have glare coming in your window because it's, you know, 7 in the morning or whatever. The people it, the people who cheat at Vanguard have to be, like, the saddest people on the planet. Yes. <laughs> what, are you, what are you cheating for, honestly? Yeah, like, in the, in the case of, like, Magic or whatever, there's, like, cash prizes at the end of that rainbow. Vanguard... You maybe have a trip to Japan at like some part of the year. Otherwise, it's a piece of paper. Like, it's come on, guys. And you might not even win anyway because <laughs> Vanguard. Yep. Well, like Jesus. You and might not like... even win anyway because Vanguard. I need that on my tombstone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, sometimes you can do everything right and still lose. Yep. Yeah. I love getting double crit. <laughs> All right. It's just card games. So I thought we'd close this episode out by uh, I, I asked everybody to bring um, like their own custom ban list. It can be as ridiculous as you want, like or as petty as you want, but just 
let's say you're the guy in charge of your card shop tournament, and you're like, all right, everybody in here, this is the ban list in in this here these here parts. So, right. Anybody want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. All right. Because I've already alluded to mine. Uh, banning Taro, banning Huang, banning Zazan, banning Castile, Grade Four, um, the broken one. I don't think <laughs> another one. Uh, banning uh, uh, on. <laughs> Honestly, my original list was like banning Stan Trigger. <laughs> Same, actually. It can be yeah, as stupid as like, you want. Go for it. All right, so I'm just, I'm just gonna go with that because you, you guys understand what I mean, like. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like they are they obviously didn't design newer cards with stand triggers in mind, so yeah, there's just always so going they to be standard. something. Yeah, so there's yeah. always going to be something that ends up making them by accident. So yeah, yeah, just banned stand triggers, um, which fixes a lot of problems by itself, actually. Um, I think Bubba is fine, actually. Yeah, yeah I agree. Basically banning the craze from um, Premium Collection 2. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Tempest Fear. That one would be on my watch list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, that, and that stupid Murakuma strike would be on my watch list as well. <laughs> but I know that makes Murakuma playable. I understand that Murakuma is garbage without it. <laughs> I, you know. But you without know. Huang... It, uh, well, are they playing it? I don't even know. Uh, but like... It's just like I want decisions to matter, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. I don't know. That's kind of that's, that was kind of my start. Yeah. So yeah. So maybe may, maybe banning Huang makes it like palatable. I don't. I don't. I, I wouldn't know. But that would be something I'd be willing to explore. But I would definitely be watching out for it if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know what you had like pale moon or any of that nonsense, or if like you need to or. Or you probably do, honestly. But, like, I don't know what you would touch, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Grand Blue is also kind of, like, not sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh... Anybody want to go next? That's the thing. is, I'm trying to... My list would have been very similar to Matt, so I'm trying to think of if there were, like, any other things I missed. That, that's I'm how certain. I was earlier, too. I'm certain there's something I missed. Yeah, I'm. Is the I know the Royal Paladin Stride also copies abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that one's like whatever, right? Yeah, but that's the thing is like as more D series stuff comes out, like that could become a problem. Well, you can always like cross that bridge when you come to it. Yeah. I mean, I would just. I don't know that that does enough compared to the Twin Blade Stride right now. So like. I might just ban that one as like a preemptive measure. I wish I could find, could remember which fucking, which one of the dozen fucking divine dragons I'm looking for. Oh, the royal paladin one that copies yeah. abilities. Uh, Crystal Luster. Thank you. Yeah, I, I play royal paladins occasionally. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, uh, That's crazy, pop- bro. Yeah, I, I go pretty basic now and again. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, I sat up the table, I'm like, Boku no bunshin blast of Yeah. And, like, uh, copying you know. ability for this one is not the GB restrict- is not the GB restricted skill, so I might yeah. ban that one as a preemptive measure if we're also taking out Gastille. Well, because you Gast- never know. Gastille copies two things. I think that's what makes it yeah. weird versus the... Yeah. 
the the royal paladin slash shadow paladin stride just is whatever is under it i yeah. think what's yeah. important about castile and that's different than like uh any of the the shadow paladin or the royal paladin copier or even like rising right is that it copies choices from your deck mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly not what I was only thinking. soul charges but also you get to search your deck for those choices the royal paladin the shadow paladin ones are what's on your vanguard circle mm-hmm. the Rising Nova, you literally have to have them on rearguard and be on grade three and not striding. Mm-hmm. So I think those cards are more fine because they require more of you to copy those abilities, yeah. and, or require or recopy less abilities. Castile, on the other hand, does neither of those things. Mm-hmm. So you he just can't toolboxes like, you everything you need. <laughs> right, you can't miss with Castile, right? Unless yeah. you draw the things you were looking for, but even then, you probably have multiple just copies. Play, but you're playing four yeah. of them, yeah, or three of them at least. And you're very unlikely to draw three. Mm. Uh, Ty, did you want to go? Sure, yeah. Uh, so I went maybe a bit more extensive than I should have. <laughs> but Nothing I, wrong with that. Petty away. I, yeah, see, the, but the reason why is because I've been thinking about this for like a really long time now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for outright bans, obviously, you know, Gestiel Diamondus, Zazam, Quam, uh, those just those have to go. Um, like Matt said, I, I think Bobo's fine. I, personally, me, I would like a ban list to kind of get us to a point where we don't have to play such a hard damage denial game. If we can get to a point where we don't have decks that can just zero to six you with one counter blast, I think that's kind of what I would want my goal to be. Right. Um, I also want to ban Jamio just because I hate Jamio. <laughs> that, oh, I hate that card. Um, although I, I also put I put ban Nui Dio, but with an asterisk, because I feel like we could also just choice restrict Nui Dio with like either Hyaki Vogue or even Shiryuki or both, just because uh, somebody brought it up to me that like, you know, Nui Dio can be fine. It's just the fact that you have things like Hyaki that just give your whole field a huge buff and you just beat down your opponent with these giant columns mm. that they can't do anything about and, and they have this huge guard restrict on Nui Dio, right? And losing Kwong's going to hurt them too because they need yeah. lots of, they need damage to be able to uh, Nui Dio you. Yeah. Um, I also have choice restricting infinite loot pieces. Um, I don't know all the infinite loot pieces that are in the Songster loop deck, but I do know them for the Murakumo one because... I feel like if we start like knocking down what's at the top, the the infinite loops that we have are just going to get better by kind of like proxy, I guess. Wait, do they even play the Murakumo loop? Um, I've played the. They don't play the Murakumo loop right now, but I feel like if we knock things, because I remember before playing it, it was like kind of bad, like the Tanba if, one. Right? Yeah, so the one where you get like you get Tanba, you get dual weapon, and you get um. What is it? Hidden Scroll and Metamorphox. Mm-hmm. And the the reason why is just because like if you get those cards in your hand, like you you win. Like there's there's no discussion. There's no <laughs> nothing to it. Oh, you you're just, saying just hey, like I have kill it just to get rid of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see. But, that makes sense. But the thing is, is like you know, Hidden Scroll, Tanba, Metamorphox. Those cards are all useful on their own. So ideally, I would have it be like you can run three of the four. Right, you can you can't run all four, but you can pick and choose the three so that you can still have access to cards that are you know just useful, right? Gotcha. Um, and the same kind of thing with, like I said, I don't I don't know what the songster loop pieces are, but the same ideology would apply there. Um, I feel like putting limits on cycloned would also kind of help our 
vanilla situation as well because that way they don't like scale so ridiculously. So you can have like control. one cyclone? One or two. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. So that way you're only given like a 5, 10k buff at most to your vanillas. Um, you don't, and, think, you don't want people sitting on their 25k vanilla. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's what I hate about the vanilla engine is like it actively makes you choose to make your deck boring less. Yeah, boring in order to get crazy payoff. And I, I, that just kind of sucks. Um, and in that same vein, I also have like Sweeper Akrakanto, the busted Tachikaze grade two that gets crazy power. I have him limited to like one or two Ooh. just because that's the card that should have gotten hit. At the first point, right? Instead of Anger Blader? Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I love that article talking about Sweeper the whole time, but banning Anger Blader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so, I feel like li- limiting him to two, you still have access to him. But, like, because we've been seeing right now in the current format, Anger Blader is topping, right? Mm-hmm. So, if we're knocking off the top, then that just leaves a vacuum for Anger Blader to just fill, right? It is so, I feel like the best deck that can kill you before things that say grade four on the matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was one, too. And I also thought about limiting Stunverse, the Narukami stride, because <laughs> limiting it to one, because that way it kind of makes I mean, you choose, are you going to use this as a setup or are you going to use it as a finisher, right? Because I mean, Stunverse I think... just scales wildly, right? Stunverse is... I would only play one anyways, because I think I'd rather right. use it for setup, because once you have enough bind- bound cards, you can just go into Voltage. Right, because yeah. like because voltage opponent... makes board huge. <laughs> yeah, because your opponent's like first stride stunverse is it's solid, but it's not like completely debilitating. But when somebody goes into a second voltage and they completely wipe your entire board and your hand, that just it, it just feels bad. And anything that like kind of takes away like any sort of interactivity, I'm not for. <laughs> um, mm. And then uh, I also have Arata Ing, Gleepnir, and Kazandi to once per turn. Um, oh, because I can, I, I know like there's a lot of hate for Taro, but I feel like Taro can be okay as long as we get rid of the cards that can abuse Taro, right? Because if if you only have Gleepnir can like only Soul Blast one Taro, then if you want to restand that Gleepnir, you have to use something else that Soul Blasts, which is also probably only going to attack once, and then you kind of you get like you get your Taro, you get your multi attacks, but you don't get to do it over and over and over and over and over, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think anything that soul blasts during the battle phase, as long as you keep Taro around, you're gonna have to put to hard once per turn, or just yeah, definitely. One, definitely one dash turn, yeah. Because and and I feel like a lot of those things in general kind of just need to be once per turn anyway, because you get these crazy situations we have right now where you can have a Kazandi can like buff your board over and over and over and loop your deck till it's only like Morphesas and um, uh, what is it? Gelgias to where you can just sit there and just loop and loop and loop. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't want infinite loops in my game. Yeah. Like, Do you have anything for a blade master or? Uh, yeah. So for blade master and Valkyrian, uh, I had put down like choice restricting them with stands or at least a certain amount of stands. Like you can't run like 16 stands in a Valkyrian deck. But I think the, mm-hmm. um, I forget who it was, but their suggestion of only performing drive checks in the first battle, I, that that's way better. And I like that better. Yeah. 
So, because that's what they did with Blaster Blade for uh, the Alfred Peace Saber, right? Because Alfred Peace Saber let Blaster Blade perform drive checks, but only for his first battle, because you really had ways well. to restand Blaster Blade. <laughs> they thought ahead in that situation, but not in these. Which is I, I think it's really nice about the only first battle is that it just doesn't affect them in B. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, like in the in the case of uh, like Holy Peace Saver and uh, the Blaster Blade thing, that's because it gave Blaster Blade Twin Drive. Versus in the mm-hmm. case of something like the Vision Token and uh, Valkyrian, that's just part of the card itself. Yeah, and it's just everything around it. So I think how you would have to word that is like a master rule or something. Is yeah, any any drive checks on Rear Guard Circle or Astral Plane? Does he got to clarify it yeah. like that only work on the first time or something like that yeah like keep restanding your 70k dude fine still yeah. <laughs> still big chungus numbers but no drive checks after the you first can't time. sit there and do it over and over and over again until your opponent's dead yeah right <laughs> yeah um and then lastly i had cards like uh morfessa nebiros dark lord princess like not i don't know there's no really elegant way to get these, but I feel like making them so if they were like GB2 or GB3 would be better. So that way they're not just like, oh, you you got first stride, so you're just going to like scale out of control and completely kill your opponent before they get to do anything, right? You could um, probably put Dark Lord Princess to one and like yeah, really fix a lot of the problems because like it's still a pretty strong first stride, but after that they're going to have to go directly into their harry strides as necessary right. instead of just doing princess every time mm-hmm. uh. um, and then i have like a watch list just watching ezel novas dark regulars neo nectar and aqua force just to kind of see what they would do after <laughs> the band hammer gets brought down and see what needs to needs to happen I was really tempted to put Bustard in there just in the sake of being objective, <laughs> but I feel like Bustard is potentially fine because if you go into a first stride, if you were to have guarded early during that, and if your opponent didn't get their pieces and you have a perfect guard, like there's a lot of things that can interrupt Bustard, um, but maybe that's just me trying to hang on to my precious favorite card. <laughs> At least he's honest with himself. Yeah. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> Um, was there anything else to that? Or uh, No, I think that, that about wraps it up. That was yeah. my exhaustive, or attempt at an exhaustive ban list for premium. I think he pretty much covered it all. Like, everything else I, you know, agree with is on to zero. Yeah. Hoan to zero, all, all that stuff. Um, I think if you're going to get specific, Dark Lord Princess to one. Um, I think, hang on, let me look at my Grand Blue again, because I haven't opened the deck box in literally months. There's dust on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, I think... I don't know. The, the Obadiah stride is fine. The ship is fine. Yeah. Um, I think their strides are okay. I think it's just the stuff in the main deck that's your your problem. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I think just uh, pretty much everything we've covered for the most part. Um, yeah. And I figured that would kind of be the case, right? Because, like, it, it's pretty blatant what is not good in the format right now. And it's it's no secret to anybody. And if somebody's like, no, don't do that, it's because they're in denial. Yeah. 
I think uh, <laughs> it, it, if uh, we don't want to go with Matt's thing of just ban all stand triggers, uh, I think just limiting every single stand trigger to one copy each. So you can still no, have... No, I feel like thinking about it all the time. Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know. It's just something weird. I don't know. That, that one seems really inelegant. I mean... Maybe I'm just complaining. I guess it's like they're trying to have your cake and eat it too, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, the... if you want, you can just kill all the stand triggers. Fine. Do whatever. Um, I guess that leaves to the listener. What do you think we should have done? Or Boucherud should do? Oh uh, no, Coil of Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I, you're, you're saying Battle Centric is like, oh no, Energy Girl, Kachiwall. I, I like those cards. <laughs> they did nothing wrong. Fleet <laughs> Master had, and Valkyrian are ruining it for all of us. They, <laughs> had, a blue, they had a blue trigger icon. <laughs> <laughs> they did have a blue trigger. Oh no, uh, Kitty. Um, so yeah. Uh, the cat deserves it. Don't don't even start. Oh yeah, he, it, it definitely does. Definitely. Um but uh yeah, so let it let us know what you thought. Uh on Twitter, Instagram at Nexus at Nights. Uh if you wanna help, you know, support the show, patreon.com slash Nexus at night. TIE Fighter, thank you so much for coming on with us. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Uh Pretty much everywhere at TIE Fighter. It's a T-Y-F-Y-G-H-T-R. That's my weird corrupted spelling of it that makes it so that if you look that up, you will only find me. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, uh, you think Twitter, that's bad? You ain't Twitch. seen nothing yet, son. Look at Matt's. <laughs> <laughs> right. What are you? <laughs> but yeah, um, YouTube, TIE Fighter Vanguard, Twitter, TIE Fighter, Twitch, TIE Fighter. Uh, I stream uh, most consistently Tuesdays and Saturdays, mostly just talk with uh, the chat talking about Vanguard. We talk about uh, the anime on Saturdays. We talk about new reveals on Tuesdays, uh, and just whatever else comes up. And it's a really good time. So I feel like I missed something. Now I'm really gonna worry about it. <laughs> you, you, watch this. Where can they find you guys? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Wiggums Two Gs Two Zs. See. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still confused. That's, that's a little more elegant than mine, at least. <laughs> it was the first one I came up with, and it's the one I've stuck with. <laughs> you can find me at Plasma Eclipse. And then you can find me at Atlas Novak uh, in the same places. Uh, thanks to our uh, $10 patrons, Darren and Cole. Um, like we said before, five bucks a month, a uh, whole ass bonus show every week. Uh, we have guests and. Uh, sometimes it's mostly just talking about nothing. It's all the stuff that we talk about off mic here. So Yeah, I was on one of those one time. So That's true. You should, you should get on there and check that out. <laughs> yeah. You should you should come back on there. That was fun. Yeah, that was a good time. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, if the anime doesn't actually present like some overarching conflict, I'm going to stop watching it. Wait, seriously? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. I don't the want it to. Just is like random shit happens every week, but there's no like overarching conflict, so I have no stakes. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like I want supernatural planet Cray no, stuff because no, 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 I don't no, want no, that no, either. No, no, no. I don't care what the conflict is. I just want some conflict. <laughs> yeah, the the anime has been a a big sort like a big divide in the fandom right now. Like there's people who love it, and then there's people who are like, I I don't like. I I actually think <laughs> like the the funny like you know like the the shenanigans are funny. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I need some other. I need some other like. I need goals of the characters. I need something. Yeah. Right. I think once they start getting into tournaments and stuff, then you start getting like a. 
Well, it's a 12-episode anime. Oh, it's just 12? Jesus. Well, it's it's technically 25, right? Because they're, oh, they're doing yeah, they're doing they're doing 12 episodes, and then they're taking a break, and then they're gonna do 13 episodes later in the year. Okay. Um, it's kind of like a, a weird sort of seasonal approach. All right, uh, my bad, my bad. So but yeah, but it's it's still... you're definitely not alone in thinking that though. But like, whenever you have a really short series, you need a the the an an overarching plot should have been presented in episode three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like once it, you're in, done introducing everyone. Yeah, yeah. You, you introduce the characters, we get a feel for who they are, and then you have like some overarching plot. But we haven't had an overarching plot yet, and that's really annoying. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll complain more about this on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, in, until then, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rip here. I'm Tie Fighter. And have a good night, everybody. <laughs>